the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I've got the Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card. It's awesome. Came with a hundred thousand points. You get fifty percent more points when you when you shop through their uh, online thing. You get three points for any restaurant and or hotel you stay at, or flight that you book. And again, you get fifty percent more points with them. That's a pretty good deal. It's four hundred fifty dollars a year, but you also get three hundred dollars credit towards any sort of travel. So it's one hundred fifty dollars a year if you travel. Anywhere, right? And then you get online boarding, uh, TSA walkthrough. Um, I'm big into credit cards. Now, listen to this. I'm big into credit cards because I, I, I like the rewards and I pay off my credit cards every month. And uh, did you know 34% of people never cash in their credit card rewards or miles on airline tickets? Whoa. JP Morgan Chase hasn't been shy about throwing down major cash to land some millennial customers. Um, they've got a new card now. It is a 100,000-point bonus, and it's tied towards millennial home buyers. Chase is rewarding existing cardholders of the Chase Sapphire Preferred and Reserve and the No-Fee Sapphire credit cards with 100,000 reward points when they close a mortgage loan with a bank. Okay. I kind of get it. A 100,000-point bonus if you close a loan with the bank. Um, it's a cute perk. It's a real cute perk. It's another way of them adding value, but it's also a hell of a way for them to get business. Reserve card has that at $450 annual fee. The preferred card is a $95 fee after the first year. In 2015, 20% of Chase mortgage customers were under the age of 35. In 2016, that jumped to 36%. So in 2015, Chase mortgage customers were under the age of 35, 20% of them. Now it's 36%. JP Morgan Chase is targeting a, a trend. And I think it's really, really, really smart of them. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLandSource.com. Morning. What do you think about the idea of getting uh, credit card rewards? Basically $1,000 back if you do a mortgage. It seems kind of silly to me, but at the same time, people like their points. Uh, it's d- definitely a uh, an advertisement. It's a sales technique to get you interested in their product and their mortgage. Uh, I like the 10,000 points, whether or not you use them. 100,000 points. Oh, it's 100,000. Sorry, I thought, I thought it was 10,000. Holy uh, mackerel, 100,000. Yeah. Um, it's, there's got to be somewhere it's, those costs are built into the rate, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, or even just the transaction, you know? Yeah, or in some, it's built in the transaction somewhere. I mean, nobody's getting anything for free. Do you give people toasters or anything when you do a mortgage for them? No, I can't. If I give a toaster to you on a mortgage, I have to give a toaster to everybody else I've done a mortgage for. Okay. I like toasters. <laughs> you know, if I can get like one of those like eight toaster toasters, that, those are the best ones. 
I need my toaster to have a lot wi- of toast. I need my toaster to have a lot wi- of gluten Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I recently did a little camping and part of the camping experience was breakfast. And I, what I've learned about myself is I don't eat bread anymore. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I do Italian, maybe, but other than that, not your emergency fund. Um, so let's talk about this millennials. You know, if you're a millennial, you could afford to get a mortgage and go call Tony Mendez. If you have an emergency fund and it's doing well and you're not tapping it and you're kind of seeing yourself as kind of grown up by having set emergency funds. Uh, most of the people that you do mortgages for, would you say they're pretty well uh, off financially, like smart wise and, and they've got you know, 401k, they've got... Are you kind of asking if people are using all of their money to buy a house yes. and leaving some on the... I would say 95% of the people who are buying houses um, and even refinances have some sort of reserves Okay. after the fact. Um, so, uh, there are a lot of people who use all of their cash, but still leave their 401k or IRA. Got it. Um, but then you also look at their incomes and you go, okay, they may be able to replenish that cash. Um, that other 5%, they literally use all their money. I'm doing a transaction for a VA buyer right now, and he's able to qualify up to $636,000 with zero down, zero money in the bank. And he will be left with zero. Well, he doesn't have zero. He has enough for a little bit of the closing costs, but he doesn't need to have a lot of assets as a VA loan. So there are on occasion some people, but he has a good income and we know that he's going to be able to replenish, you know, what he needs to survive on a daily basis. So Jeff Foxworthy did the whole, you might be a redneck if <laughs> you've got a car up on Jack's kind of thing. You might be ready for owning a home if you've got an emergency fund in place and you might be ready to own a home if you have more than enough for a down payment. Do you see that? Or are people really scraping by just to get that bare minimum down payment put together? I think that's a question that you really have to look at your your short and long-term goals, your ability to earn money for a long period of time. Because if if that's your only money that you have and you're putting it into a house, um, that's putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Are you diversified enough? Um, that's how a lot of people end up cash poor and house rich. That's why people are using expensive uh, reverse mortgages. Uh, later on in life, and they end up having to stay in that house without the freedoms of moving around. Um, now, I'm not saying anything bad about a reverse mortgage. I'm just saying that it doesn't give you as many options as maybe diversifying that. So kind of what I'm getting at, though, is I think a lot of millennials are starting to, according to this Chase Sapphire report, mm-hmm. more millennials are getting homes. They are. And it's starting to like become a thing. Well, there, there's Fannie Mae just helped with some rules just recently saying that the one out of six people right now walking around or have some sort of student loan. And on average, that's about 32,000 for that said person. And that mortgage, I'm sorry, that student loan debt now used to have a bump, uh, a bump up scale. So if you had a $500 payment, it would actually equal like a thousand. All right. So they've reduced that back to its normal payments. And there's some other rules that they've changed to help people in millennials that do have debt. Speaking with Tony Mendez, so, yes. you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm talking about millennials, and Chase Sapphire is giving 100,000 credit card points to people who do a mortgage with them. It's cute. That's a cute kickback. Um, again, points are money. A lot of people don't realize that, but it's a, a replacement of cashola. Um, but millennials don't know when they can buy a home and when not. So when you have more than the bare minimum payment on a down payment, that's great, because... 
when you do a mortgage, there's going to be, they're going to come after you and say, oh, by the way, I need you to write a check to the appraiser. Oh, by the way, I need you to write a check to the title company. And it's always, it freaks you out because you're like, I got $200,000 to down payment. I'm going to do this. And then you're like, whoa, there's another $10,000 of costs. Yep. Be ready for it. Um, credit score. How important is credit score? We've got one minute. It, it, it is the underlying factor in what rate you end up with and, and whether or not you can qualify for a product. What's the worst credit score you've ever got a loan for? Ooh. Well, you can do a private money loan without a credit score. I'm asking what's the... Oh, uh, 580. Okay. You, know, you can go down to 580 now with FHA. 620 is really want, where, where, where you want to be for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac standard loans. Uh, but your target credit score is 700. Gotcha. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We'll talk more about owning homes, buying homes, real estate agents, and much, much more. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can always find me at RobBlackShow.com. If there's an event coming up, you can use the code RADIO25 to get into the event for free. There's events coming up. So go to RobBlackShow.com to find if one is near you. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. This is the number one song that people ask Alexa to play. Hey, Alexa, play Hands Clap. Is that kind of an odd little thing to throw out there? Let's put our hands together and clap for CFP. Chad Burton, Mr. Burton, how are you? Doing well. I, that, that one shocks me, though. I'm not. Where did you find that little tidbit of information? Did you Google oh, it about know. Amazon? That's cute. Very funny. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> big event coming up. I hate it when financial planners try to be funny. Um, <laughs> um, big event coming up in Los Gatos uh, a couple Thursdays from now. It's going to be a retirement income strategies. Um, what are your, some of your thoughts on some of the proposed tax ideas out there? Because um, they're kind of random. I was watching the news yesterday, and they're talking about some scaling levels. It, it's it's pretty random. What what are you making of it so far from what you're seeing? Uh, it's, man, it, it, it frustrates me to read this thing. It really, really does. I, all I can do is try to have a positive, you know, view and try to say who can this benefit, and where are the areas of concern. And look, I mean, I don't think we're even going to see what I, what could happen is whatever the Senate does might end up getting shoved down the House's throat, and they could be very different by the time this thing goes through. But in terms of you know who it can benefit. I think retirees will really benefit quite a bit from this tax package because it kind of collapses the 10 and 15% together into a 12% rate. So during the retirement income strategy event, we talk a lot about which accounts to draw from first, and I explain in detail how people can pull a ton of money from their IRAs and then sell stocks at gains 
and really have a lot of income at the 15% tax bracket. And that slide could change to 12% tax bracket, which is good because really retirees need it. I mean, all of the fiscal policy that we've had, or the lack of fiscal policy, we've had all this monetary policy that's brought rates way down. Um, you know, my grandparents and parents grew up and lived off of 5 and 6% CDs, and now they have 1% CDs and 2.5% to 3% bond income. So they need all the help that they can get. I think it, there's a lot of uh, benefits to the lower and middle class in terms of saving 1000 2000 bucks a year. Um, possibly people either right on the cuff are really getting killed with AMT tax, because AMT tax will be repealed. People that have a lot of AMT tax credits from past incentive stock options might be able to get those unlocked, maybe. It's very confusing, though, Rob. It's hard to read and, and tell you anything for sure. But what I can tell you, because it is so confusing, and it doesn't simplify things in any way, shape, or form, attorneys and CPAs will really benefit from this, um, and they're going to have a really busy year. It's pretty interesting when I'm stumped by it and you're stumped by it, and watching people on CNBC and Bloomberg try to decipher it, it's 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 not a unified policy, and Trump's agenda is kind of running out of time because there's another election coming up next year, and Democrats kind of swept the day yesterday. But these are areas of concern. There's no doubt about it. What are some of the other areas of concern in your world, CFP, Chad Burton? Well, I think the way I explained this on, on the 6 a.m. show yesterday is that I read this initially and thought that pretty much anybody that's paying alimony is going to have an enormous tax break because under the new proposed plan, alimony payments are no longer deductible. So usually when a couple gets divorced, the typical situation is is the husband is earning higher income, so they're paying alimony to the ex-wife who has a lower income and a lower bracket. So the husband, or the ex-husband gets to deduct it, and then the, the ex-wife claims it as income, at typically a lower bracket. Well, that is not going to occur anymore, but that's only for alimony payments after 2017 if this goes through. So people are going to have to be very much more careful in their divorce negotiations so that the taxes are, are brought into that negotiation. Um, so that's one thing that I even had to correct. I think I, I read that initially and just kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be a huge tax increase. Anyway, but it's really not. It's going forward. Um, high-end housing, Rob, is interesting because it's like you've got this deduction limit, right, for $500,000 of mortgage, which in the Bay Area is nothing, in other areas of the country that are pushing forward, um, you know, that's kind of the upper middle to high-end housing area. Will that slow down a little bit because people are going to do this analysis? Well, I'm not getting as much of a tax break anymore, potentially. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how housing reacts. There's a lot of confusion on, on this pass-through um, income being taxed at 25%. If you're a person that you know, has passively investing in real estate and you're not active in the business, congratulations, you're getting a tax break if this goes through. But financial advisors, attorneys, CPAs, no tax break at all. But yet, if you're in manufacturing, you can get a tax break. So if you've got a financial advisor that's creating 15 jobs, and somebody that's making something, creating 15 jobs, why would one person get a tax break and the other person not get a tax break? You see what I mean? It's not a simplification. That, that part just really irritates me. Um, this is a big one, Rob, for the Bay Area, because there is a phase-out of that $500,000 exclusion if a married couple sells their home. 
or 250000 exclusion of the gains if a single person sells their home, that gets phased out. And the house value that you, when you sell it counts towards that income. So people that were saying, I've got to unlock the equity in my home, I'm going to have to sell my house and move out of the Bay Area, but at least I can sell it with avoiding taxes on 500000 Not it could, it could be gone. It could get phased out big time. Um, so that's an issue. Um, used to be able to recharacterize Roths. If you convert money, you pay a bunch of taxes on an IRA, you convert it to a Roth, and the market drops, you have until October of next year to, to change your mind and get rid of that tax bill. Under this proposal, that goes away. Why would they do anything that, you know, people are trying to get forward on their retirement? So, and really, I'm the biggest issue, Rob, is that it's just more confusion. There's removal of medical expense Fidelity, deduction. We work hard to get you a- I mean, it, it's, it's not great. I don't like it. It seems like you have as much frustration as I do with what is being shown at this point in time. I can't imagine what the average person who's not in financial media, how they would even think about it. Is that fair to say? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I've, I have friends, family, clients all the time. They'll call and they're like, I've got to make a decision on this right away. It's a, you know, it's an investment. It. It's a, a home purchase, a rental purchase, something. And they're urgent. They feel like it's a fire sale. Like they've got to do it now. And I say, don't do it. Don't do anything. Whenever there's any kind of a financial decision that is causing angst, major urgency, and somebody's telling you, you've got to decide right now, it's almost never a good deal. Almost never. So if they're going to make a sweeping change, instead of just saying, okay, we're going to do a 20% corporate tax rate, a repatriation, and, and gotcha. a requirement for a lot of infrastructure spending, that would have been great. But that's not what this is. Sounds great. It's CFP Chad Burton. Meet him in Los Gatos, November 16th. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. CFP Chad Burton joins me to talk financial planning issues on a more serious note. Uh, I hit the business headlines pretty well, but he hits the financial planning items wonderfully. So it's always good to have him. He's here for another segment. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the more interesting quotes of the last few years that I've stolen and kind of made my own comes from Mark Cuban, where he talks about if you're going to buy anything big ticket buy it on black friday and uh it got me thinking i think he's kind of right americans should use that day to be their national day of shopping if you could plan ahead a whole year and think of things that you need like washers and dryers and not wait till they're broken what are your thoughts on mark cuban and his idea of buying on black friday mr burton no i like it and i think these black friday deals are also you know being put out there already I, I get like daily black friday early deals from lowe's for example on things like appliances so you know the refrigerator in my garage where i keep all my beer i need a new one i think don't listen to you um, <laughs> well i know who's coming to visit you soon that would be me that's right i gotta stock um, up if you're on your way something like that beer. but uh 
that's kind of interesting. I've got a rental property where the tenants want to bring their own washer and dryer. And I had to figure out what to do with my washer and dryer because in another state. And uh, the rental company said, why don't you just donate it to charity and use, use it as a tax write-off? I'm like, okay. Um, but kind of interesting when you have to have kind of randomness in your life. You know, someone wants to bring their own washer dryer. Sure, why not? Um, they're signing a two-year lease. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, do you have any rental properties do you, that you like to talk about? Um, it, <laughs> that I like to talk about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Commercial. Do you have any good stories? Commercial property in an area that's up and up and coming. So yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. I, I love talking about rental properties. I love talking about passive income. Um, my idea of success when it comes to investing that is from my business, from my dividends, from my stocks, and from my income, from my real estate. If that's enough income for what I need to live, then I'm very successful and I can leave the principal to my kids or to charity uh, when I die. So, and plus it'll keep you active in it, especially with its real estate or business. Um, even though you may not work as much as you used to, you might be able to kick back and, and take the profits from it. So the thing is, is that if you see real estate go on sale, that's when you buy more. You see the stock market go on sale, that's when you try to buy more. You see emerging markets go on sale because the dollar increases, that's when you buy more. So you do, you do keep your shopping list and uh, try to buy when it's on sale. It's interesting that you bring that up um, about passive income. That phrase makes me cringe all too often, Chad, because it's a buzz phrase that I hear tied towards commercial, financial commercials, tied towards getting people to buy product from someone who gets a big fat commission during the, the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. It does make me a little nervous. Like I was watching CNBC yesterday. I had a sick day. And there was a commercial that came on about this guy who's the, the, the best all-time day trader in the world, and he's won the title like eight times in a row. And I'm like, who's giving out a title for the best day trader? And what's that even mean? Um, but is that a buzzword that bothers you as much as it bothers me, the whole passive income? I love the idea. I get it. But it, to me, it's, it makes me cringe when I hear it in financial commercials. I get why, because it, it's... I mean, it's a very attractive thought to people. I get income, and I don't have to do anything for it, right? So people right. you know, will play on that idea of greed, that, oh, I, here's a magic bullet that I can present as a magic bullet that uh, people will invest because they hear that term passive income, and then they don't read the prospectus and realize that there's 14% fees to get into some of these things. There's no liquidity. There's dilution of your shares if more people come in after you. There's all sorts of negatives. I mean, a lot of this has to do with private real estate investment trusts or non-traded REITs. And if you Google FINRA non-traded REIT lawsuits, you'll see massive amounts of investor lawsuits that people get into these things. They realize later they're not a good deal, and they have to sue to try to get some of their money back because they were misrepresented. Good stuff. So we can, people can learn more about CFP Chad Burton by listening to his show, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., Mondays and Thursdays here on AM 1220 KDOW. And I take over the duties on two, uh, well, you do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I do it on Mondays and Thursdays. But there's a best of on Friday, which is kind of a, a mishmash of all of what we do. But they can also come out to the event in Los Gatos, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Um, retirement income strategies. Again, this is a, an area that a lot of people don't know about, Chad, and they're kind of going to figure it out when they get there. 
And sadly, I think from the studies and the polls that we've seen, a lot of people aren't going to have the income in retirement that they want. Uh, what's one of the things we need to know about income taxes and um, income in retirement? I think the biggest one is the change of mindset that you have, because when you're working um, and I mean, you kind of know what you're going to make next year. So what people try to do is they try to take as many tax deductions now to, to lower their income tax as much as they can this year. When you get to retirement, you have to change your mindset. You have to be able to look out 20, 30 years and realize things like, okay, at 70 and a half, I'm forced to pull money out of my IRAs and 403Bs, 401Ks, and I'm forced to pay taxes on that money. And my taxes are going to go up then. At the same time, this is the lowest tax structure for capital gains that I've seen in the 24 years that I've been in the business. So we have to play on that and blend income from your various types of retirement accounts together. Um, so that you can get quite a bit of income at 15%. And if this tax package passes, maybe it's 12%. Uh, so things change tax-wise. You've got to be able to look at it and, and project it over the long run. And that'll help you realize how much you truly have because you know a million-dollar 401k comes with a giant tax liability, right? You don't really have a million dollars. That's pretty interesting. What is the magic number, if you were to say a magic number, that people can feel comfortable with in retirement to... Um, have income till the day they die. Well, if they look at it and they say, okay, I could draw three and a half. So I'm 65 years old. The safe zone right now, because bond interest rates are so low, that I would say at 65, if you can live off of the after-tax amount of three and a half percent draw rate of your portfolio, you'll be okay. That'll allow you to adjust your income up with inflation every single year. And if you allocate correctly and you rebalance, you know, quarterly to peel the gains, um, you should be okay over the long run. And maybe you can increase that draw rate later on when, when things normalize on interest rate environment. Um, but, uh, I mean, you, you've got to have a realistic view. Yeah, if you're not going to live as long, maybe you can draw a little bit more. But I wouldn't count on that. There's so many advances going on in healthcare right now. Your issues that might make you feel like you're not going to live past 86 to 95, whatever it may be, they may be solved in 10 years. And if you didn't save enough, then what? That's not good news. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny. I, I, used, to make, I used to make jokes. Yeah. I used to make jokes that I could start smoking because by the time, you know, it catches up to me, there'll be a cure for cancer. And uh, you are starting to see more gains on cancer, which is, um, shock, you know, frightening as far as uh, living longer and not having money in retirement. Uh, because even if you do live longer, um, it's probably not going to be as great a quality of life when you hit 85, 90, 95, and you do want that income when you're 85, 90, 95, so to speak. Uh, let's talk a little longevity. How do you, comfortable are you feeling with um, financial planning and longevity? Is, is there anything changing in that world? Um, well, what's changing is it's getting harder and harder to plan for you know, a certain portion of your income is guaranteed. We like to get at least 20, 30% of your income in retirement from guaranteed sources that you can't outlive, whether it's a combination of Social Security, pensions, or retirement-type products. So there's a couple of good no-load variable annuities where you can take your bond money, put half of it in stocks, and then have the insurance company guarantee that no matter what happens to that portfolio, um, your income is going to last as long as you do. Um, and those products are fairly good for a portion of your bond portfolio until interest rates normalize. Um, 
So it is harder now, Rob. I mean, when I first got into business 24 years ago, like I said, you could get fixed annuities and, and CDs at such high guaranteed rates. It wasn't as much of an issue. But now people are living longer and interest rates are lower. So all of those guaranteed pension-type products that are out there are based on current interest rates. Um, when current interest rates are really low, those products aren't as attractive. Talking about interest rates, 2017, we saw a couple interest rate hikes. Um, December it marks the time that we expect the next interest rate hike. Do you think the interest rate hikes will derail the stock market? Is that something people should be thinking about with higher interest rates down the road um, and in retirement and income planning? Uh, no, I don't think it does. The only thing you have to you have to take a look at your global allocation because if interest rates rise rapidly on both the short end and the long end of the curve, so you know short-term bonds, which the Fed is dealing with overnight lending rates, or and long-term bonds, then a lot of money will flow back into the U.S. dollar, and that could, in the short term, be somewhat negative on things like emerging markets, international stocks, which actually would create a buying opportunity. Um, but if rates are going up, it means the economy is pushing forward. We're getting global growth, and the U.S. economy is growing at 3% or more. That's a good thing. It's, it's something that needs to happen. So maybe you get a little volatility on interest rate-sensitive stocks and the high dividend yielders and you know crappy bond funds and some of the things that you should own anyway. Um, gotcha. But in the long run, it's good. It means things are going in the right direction. You got CFP Chad Burton come meet him November sixteenth, Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio twenty five to get in for free. It's Toll House Hotel, newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Best Buy has released their doorbusters. Black Friday list. And I'd say if you're going to buy a TV, pretty good time to do it. A lot a lot of things. Sony 60-inch uh, LED, 2160, 4K Ultra HD TV, $599. You save $400. Ooh. Or do you wait for the Super Bowl to buy it? Um, a couple Chromebooks that are under $100. That makes me cringe. Uh, it's got an Intel Celeron processor and a 12-inch Chromebook. Ooh, two gigs of memory, 16 gigs of storage. Um, I guess it's perfect for a kid, right? So you can almost do the starter phones. Uh, starter computers now, $99. $99. I remember when Dell had $4,000 computers. And uh, Dell did something genius. At one point in time, Dell came out with the... Kind of like a magazine, and you'd go to a computer store, maybe buy a video game, and you'd you'd see all the computer shoppers and all the new computers that you could order, and kind of the, they bought heavy inserts in these magazines, um, and they they built it directly for you. I don't know if you remember that whole concept of built for you. Uh, it was kind of unique, uh, and now people are like, well, I'll just take a ninety nine dollar starter computer, so. A lot of profits at $4,000. Hey, news out there about Apple. This is on Bloomberg's website today. Uh, talked about a device coming out in 2020. And if you're a shareholder of Apple like I am, you're like, okay, I get it. Apple 10 is going to run out of steam at some point in time. What, what are they going to sell 
to make those big fat profits and, and hit the investors with them. Apple is reportedly working on an augmented reality headset that would work as a standalone device. The team working on the project was set up about two years ago and finalized product might be ready to ship as early as 2020. Uh, Apple's already said that they're going to offer a refreshed version of the Arc Kit developer toolkit next year as well. Um, this is important because it, it's going to be a standalone device, it's thought. Now, Apple also is working on self-driving cars, and apparently they've given that up, or have they? Um, CEO Tim Cook has repeatedly expressed his interest and excitement for virtual reality, and augmented reality is going to change the way we use technology forever, uh, according to uh, uh, Tim Cook. Now, again, this isn't a terrible surprise. We know Microsoft has already got something, the HoloLens. Um, having someone that I know try it, it pretty stupid. Um, and Google tried to get the inventive a couple years back when they had the Google Glass back in 2013, but that ultimately failed to take off due to the series of privacy concerns. And really, there was just no killer apps. So uh, Microsoft's primarily pushed the HoloLens as a tool in the workplace. However, it costs $3,000 plus. And Apple's consumer-focused mindset will likely mean that the device would be pushed to the mainstream market at a more affordable price. Um, and again, we, this is just speculation, right? But if your iPhone 10 is $1,000, uh, how much are you going to pay for augmented reality? And some uses of augmented reality. Um, sports would be redefined, which they kind of need to be redefined and refreshed. Um, but concerts as well. Uh, I think we've all had a concert experience where we weren't that thrilled with the quality of the people in our section or um, having to pay scalped prices. In theory, Coldplay or U2 uh, would be able to reach a lot more people in a virtual world. Um, maybe even at a better price point because it'd get more volume, volume, volume. So, so that's out there as far as a story today. Snap shares are getting just roasted by analysts today. Um, I just, it's not nice to not come close to where you were expected to hit your numbers. Um, so... Snapshare is getting, like I said, roasted pretty hard and probably deservedly so. Um, it's going to go back as something we look at and go, why did we ever let that come public? Uh, the revenue shortfall against expectations and management commentary implies that management likely has much less visibility into the business than they thought. So says one RBC capital markets analyst. Um, in the first two quarters as a publicly traded company, Snap's disappointments were kind of growing pains. And Facebook had some growing pains when they first came public. And I remember on a conference call, you could see that Mark Zuckerberg was taking mobile very, very, very seriously. Um, now, RBC Capital Markets, they don't see a turnaround in Snap's business, and they say, $7 stock. Uh, remember, they came public at about 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, in the first couple of days of trading. And since then, it's been back to reality. Snap's management team is showing um, that they're structurally challenged. So, and uh, CEO has come out and said that they need to redesign the app to make it easier to use. I use Snap, and uh, it's great Like if you're going to have a day at an amusement park or a day with the kids in soccer. 
and you want to show everyone, hey, this is what it's like to wake up kids, and hey, this is what I like to feed kids, and hey, this is the kids out, you know, doing their soccer thing. And you can kind of show people your life, and then it's gone the next day. You don't have to store it on Facebook forever and ever and ever, and people don't really want to see that anyway, so it's, it's more digestible. But uh, Snap is running into a lot of problems as a publicly traded company. Um, the difference between the app uniqueness and the profitability seem to be way far apart. Big event coming up, Retirement Income Strategies uh, Seminar at Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos coming up on November 16. You can sign up for the event. It's from 6.30 to 8.30. Sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. And uh, we'll see you there. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.